Hey guys, I'm reporting live from Money 2020 and what a fantastic event we've had today. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by Rick Goslinga, Senior Director of Enterprise Customer Success Europe and Australia. Now, as you know, uh, it's a challenging marketplace at the moment in the current economic conditions and even more so in customer success. But I'm delighted to be joined by Rick today, uh, who's going to share some of the challenges they have in PayPal and some of the solutions that he's been using to address some of these challenges. So without further ado, let's go over to Rick and learn a bit first, maybe a bit about you, Rick, and who you are. Cool, and thanks again uh, for having us. Uh, really exciting to be at Money 2020 and, and, and great to have this conversation today. I think um, just a little bit about myself. So I'm, I'm Rick Goslinger. I'm, in, as you said, you know, head of customer success at PayPal for Europe and Australia. Um, and what we do at customer success is we work with our largest enterprise customers to help them be successful. Um, and we do that for PayPal. And Many people might remember PayPal from the button, the pay with PayPal button, but PayPal's much more. So we acquired Braintree and we do card processing. We acquired a, a HyperWallet, which is payouts. We acquired Zettle, which is in-store point of service. Uh, we acquired Happy Returns, which, which, in, which makes the return process much smoother. We acquired Honey, which does coupons and offers. So you know, when we think about PayPal, often people think about the button, but actually the breadth of our products has increased significantly over the last years. Uh, and my team is responsible for all our products with our largest customers across Europe and Australia. Wow, I mean, how do you go about incorporating all those new products into the existing system? So I think, um, you know, I'll leave that to our product guys who, uh, who need to master that. And obviously that's been an incredible journey. Um, but, you know, the things we acquired were already very, uh, you know, established companies that had an existing base. So from the very beginning, you know, they, they, those things can function next to each other. And we spent the last two, three years really integrating all of those assets into one. And now we can offer, you know, with our latest integration, one integration for the merchant that then gives them access to all of the different products that I just described. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk about customer success. Cool. What does customer success mean to you first? So I think what's important to recognize is that payments is a transaction business and we get paid for every single transaction. So it's not so much about selling, it's once you've sold to make sure that the customer you know, is really using our product every single day for their payments because every transaction they make is business for PayPal. And what my team does every single day, you know, they wake up in the morning, they think about their customers, and they drive their growth because the customer grows, PayPal grows. Okay. And talk to us about, I mean, you know, it's things have changed a lot over the last number of years. Um, talk to us about some of the challenges that you guys are facing. So I think um, let's break it up in two challenges. So first of all, the challenges of the merchant, right? So the merchant is really focused on cart abandonment. You know, how do we make sure that the customer not only fills their basket, but actually pays for their basket at checkout? Second is improving the checkout. So how do they make sure that they maximize conversion? And as merchants try to do that, you know, they're looking for multiple suppliers. And you know, if you look at large merchants, they often have two or three different payment uh, suppliers that are providing those services to them. So back to us, which was your question, you know, what are your challenges? So my challenge is to make sure that my, our customers use PayPal for their payments, okay. right? And that we get their volume. And that's what we do every day. We need to fight for that volume and then we need to make sure that, you know, we stay part of the game and that we're servicing these customers and that they're not only routes the pay with PayPal button through us, which is obviously our own product, but that we do card processing, alternative payment methods, that we really become their end-to-end -end payment supplier for all of their payments. Okay, very interesting. So in relation to that then, when you look at solutions, is it more about the technology aspect of it or is it more getting your people trained up uh, and looking after people? Or wh what is the solution to this? 
I think um, it's interesting you ask, like, is it a technology or people? And you know that what the answer is going to be, both, right? So um, technology is key. Like, we have to remember that, you know, if you're doing payments for any merchants, that's really critical to their business. You know, if, if people can't check out, they're not doing any commerce. So um, key focus for us is to be always on and that we're always available for that merchant so that if something goes wrong, we can respond quickly, hopefully in minutes, to make sure that they're back online. So technology plays a really key role in making sure that the, you know, the customer is transactioning, uh, that we leverage all the re real-time data that we are seeing to mitigate any, any uh, potential hiccups or risks that we see in real-time uh, so that the customer doesn't even know that it happened and that they can continue to transact. Then there's the human aspect, right? Somebody's got to pick up the phone and talk to the customer when they call us, but more importantly, we got to pick up the phone when we see something and call the customer and say, hey, we see something happening in your transactions. You know, there's something we can do about that, so let's have a conversation. And we do that ad hoc, right? So when our systems tell us that something's off, we will immediately call our customers, and we do monthly or quarterly business reviews with all of the customers in my portfolio where we look at their t total performance end-to-end -end and look for opportunities to improve. It's quite interesting because, you know, you mentioned there calling your customers, like the, way the world we're going at the moment, you know, a lot of it's very much text, messaging, chat, email. Um, it's interesting what you mentioned call. Is that a personal thing of yours that you think you should call and pick up the phone or is it just the way it naturally it evolves? So I like that question. I think actually um, for, for a large enterprise, that's really changing. So if you look five, six years ago, you know, pre-pandemic, any enterprise customer just wanted to call. Right, they'll call us and say, Look, just sort it out for me, let me know and get, get me the answer as quick as you can. That's changed, right? So if I look at all our customers, even the very big ones, they want to have access, their own access to our backend. They want to see their performance in real time and have it, almost all of the data at their fingertips. So us calling them proactively is, is, is changing the game because where for, before it was very reactive and we were responding to their questions, now we're very proactive, teaching them how to use the dashboards that we have, teaching them how to use our reports, teaching them how to incorporate that into their own systems, and really being much more proactive about the opportunities that they have and helping them to solve that. So, you know, we're moving, if I look at my team, you know, five years ago, that was a group of account managers, reactive, responding to the customer. We've now transformed that team to being proactive customer success managers, really functioning as a trusted advisor to, uh, to our clients rather than just a good service. Um, and you know, if I talk to my people and I ask them, what do you really like about this role? You know, what do you like about being the customer success manager? They often say, I, it almost feels like I'm in the extended team of my merchants, right? I'm the extended team of the payments team at that merchant and they'll, they, you know, they'll talk about their portfolio. Um, and when they say that, then, they, uh, then it's clicked, right? Then they've got what their role is because that's key, right? They need to be seen as part of the team, as part of the merchant team helping to drive you know, conversion and auth rates uh, at that checkout page. Uh, I love it, and I love that people side of it, Rick. But talk to me, Rick, I mean, how do you actually go about doing that to get the, your team into, I don't know, get them more engaged, getting them trained, and getting them feeling like they're part of the merchant's team? So we do a couple of things. I think it always starts with setting the right priorities. So it's making sure that the team knows what's important for the business. Um, and that's around KPIs, how we measure them, making sure you roll out that measurement so people can see, again, in real time, how, how their portfolio is performing and what we expect their portfolio to perform. Key metrics for us are you know, gross re uh, retention rate, so how are the customers performing on the existing products, and net retention, which includes all the cross and upsell that they do across the portfolio. So number one, key priorities. Number two, 
career pathways. We spend a lot of time explaining and helping people to see the career they can have in customer success, whether that's you know going from a small portfolio or sorry large portfolio with smaller size merchants to you know managing maybe only one or two very large enterprise customers for us, or you know a different track managing or, uh, and becoming a leader of a group of customer success managers and then you know, doing a career path up up in, in management across uh, our teams. So that's the second part. The last part is really development-led culture. So we are really working with all our teams at all levels of management to really develop the entire team. There's a lot of opportunity. I, I talked to you earlier about moving from reactive to proactive. That's not something you develop overnight. That's something that's a skill that you need to learn. And we do a lot of you know, coaching, training, both you know, trainer-led, self-led courses online. So we really continue to drive um, that development of our people every day. Um, and you know we have one of our principles is never stand still at uh, at PayPal, and I think uh, at least in customer success we've really brought that to life. Yeah, excellent. But you know, I mean, the world we live in now, you've got people. I know you're managing people in Europe and Australia. Is that a big challenge for you? I mean, and keeping them engaged. I mean, working closely with them, uh, learning, listening from them, and obviously managing them from a distance. I think we learned a lot in the pandemic, so if anything, it's become easier because, um, you know, wherever I would move, I would never be in the same place as all of my team because part of the power of the team is to be close to our customers. So I have people in Australia and pretty much every large market in Europe that are looking after the customers. So I think um, we've learned our way. At the same time, I also think we need to come back to face-to-face. -to -face. So I'm encouraging my team to go out and meet our customers, spend time with them, ideally on their premises so you can sit side by side with them and also to come together. Maybe not five days a week, you know, I'm not saying go back nine to five every day into the office, uh, but we're really encouraging people to come back two days a week, uh, to spend time together, to collaborate, to brainstorm around their customers, to challenge each other on the customers around the themes we discussed, right? Am I proactive enough? What could I do? Am I really showing up as, as the trusted advisor? And picking each other's brains, because if they really start to work together and learn from each other, you know, they can bring much more value to our customers. Fantastic, Rick. And uh, could I ask you, I mean, yeah, it's interesting there because with the pandemic, everything went online, like you mentioned, more people working from home. But you did a presentation recently where you talked about a lot of returning back to the store and that's payments. How is that impacting you guys? So I think um, you know, we have a lot of omni-channel uh, as PayPal as well. We talked about Zettel, so we have point of sale in store uh, and we continue to, uh, to expand our services. Um, and people think about in-store very much about you know, that check at that terminal where you swipe your card or, or tap your phone, but that's also changing, right? So the number of places where you use your mobile, and actually it's an e-commerce transaction in-store, is growing very rapidly, and, and that's obviously playing into our strength. So it's definitely a, a topic for us. Um, the the e-commerce market's still growing, luckily. Uh, you know, you talked about the growth during the pandemic. There were also industry and verticals that struggled, if you think about travel and, and, and mobility. Um, so, you know, with a lot of e-commerce sticking, travel and, mo and mobility coming back up, uh, you know, we started very strong this year. We did over 10% growth in Q1 this year. So um, I'm not so worried about, you know, the return to store. I think it's very healthy that people are out in the streets again. Uh, I enjoy it for sure to be back in store sometimes. Uh, but it's also great that people have learned uh, both ways, right? That there's really an omni-channel strategy. It was interesting. We talked about, and you, you, you were there when we were on, on stage this week with Carrefour. Yeah. Um, if you look at Carrefour and, and how they talk about their customers, they see a lot of customers, you know, the, 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 the more affluent, the, the families with kids, the more urban people shopping online. Uh, but that same cohort still coming into the store. So they're really buying their groceries omni-channel. The bulk comes in at, at delivery or pickup in store, and then they go out you know, for that 
thing that they forgot or you know the sweets that they didn't want to buy online but that uh, they're still craving for they go into the store so uh, I think the combination is what's uh, what's the challenge for the next year is to provide the same service you know both in store and online brilliant work and for you I mean and future what's the next strategy where is it going for next year or two years for you guys so I think um, I described the journey from reactive to proactive. I still think we have a lot of land ahead of us to, to be even more proactive. Um, you know, we're very excited about AI. That's obviously going to do a lot also for our industry. So if we can take away, you know, now we spend a lot of time analyzing the data, you know, looking at what's happening real time and translating that into actions. Uh, we have a strong belief AI can play a big role in that and we are experimenting every day uh, to learn, right? What can, what AI has to offer. I also think uh, for my team, that development-led culture, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that play out. That's something, a journey we started on last year. We continue on that journey this year, and it's incredible to see the people grow, and I'm really excited for, for what, uh, what's going to come out of the team in, in this year. Um, and what, what's nice there is that you know, before it was you know, coming from leadership, what we wanted to improve. Now it's coming from bottom up. They are identifying the areas and, and picking that up and, and creating groups to collaborate around the, those, those challenges. And lastly, Obviously, the economy, right? We can't have this conversation and not talk about the economy. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty in economy. Inflation is high, and, and we see that play out, right? And if you look at Europe, which is my region, there's differences across the market. Just think about the UK and the Nordics, where the average mortgage is, what, three, four, maximum five years. All those people are going to have to renew their mortgage against you know, rates that are going to be three or four times higher than what they're paying today. That's very different from mainland Europe, where people have a mortgage of 20, sometimes even 30 years, like in Amsterdam, where we are today, where that's not a problem at all. So discretionary and non-discretionary spend and you know, how much the households have to spend is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting to follow for us and important for Peta. Yeah, very interesting. And just in the AI, just your point, uh, because obviously it's a hot topic at the moment. Do you see that removing the need for a lot of customer success people or just enhancing their role? I see it as enhancing, right? Yeah. Because um, you know the customer need is endless. So if we can address some of that need with AI, then uh, it, it, the needs will not go away. And let's not forget, it's not just PayPal doing AI. Customers are also looking at AI, right? So uh, from that will will come new needs that we need to cater to to, to help drive their growth. So um, I don't think anyone at PayPal sees AI as a threat. Uh, if they do, they should come and talk to me, and we can have the conversation. Now I think people really see it as an opportunity, right? It's the repetitive work, the less interesting work that uh, we can probably start to leverage AI for um, and uh, again I think um, if I you know I asked my team you know who, who wants to help me think about AI and the number of hands that go up because we're a tech company is pretty impressive so I've had to handpick a couple to uh, to go on that journey fantastic Rick. listen thank you so much for your time today great to speak with you great thanks for the opportunity and enjoy money 2020